John. Yeah. John. What? John. What? Are you excited? Is it a beer? It is. This should be good. Let's get after it. Welcome to Driftless Drinks. My name is Mark. My name is John. And today we get to try a new beer together. This should be fun. Um, Oh, yeah. Clown Shoes Hammer of the Lion. You ready for this, John? (laughs) Oh, I am so ready for this. Oh, man. I've been waiting to try Clown Shoes for an awful long time. So I've actually had a couple of Clown Shoes, but I've been waiting to try this Clown Shoes for an awful long time. And I'm really glad we get to do this one. So these guys do some really interesting and what I would call almost wild kind of stuff, even though by like modern craft brewing, it's probably not as wild as it once was. But so uh, they have a just an unbelievable beer list if you go to their website. And this is the Clown Shoes Hammer of the Lion. Let me read the can to you here real quick. We'll go around it. It is an imperial stout blended with a wee heavy ale aged in rum, bourbon, and brandy barrels. So this has got me pretty fired up because I'm a big fan of Impy Stouts, big fan of the Wee Heavies, and then you throw it in three different types of booze bottles? Come on, man. Like, what's mm. what's like not to love? I guess we're going to find out, but maybe there is something <laughs> to not love, but it just it seems really interesting. So it doesn't Oh, be, oh, be, be, oh okay. Sorry, be, be, before you go to the can, sure. you need to describe... What's on the can? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we look at this thing. So there's a lion with what looks to be like like some sort of ventilation system on the end of a scepter <laughs> in its mouth. <laughs> it's supposed to be a war hammer, I oh, believe. Oh, it's a war hammer. Okay. Because it looks like little prop blades on the one end. But okay, I get it. But yeah, it's like this gigantic war hammer in, in this lion's mouth and by the way clown shoes some of the best artwork in brewing very cool looking can so i mean you get excited about it just looking at this thing this is very lion the witch in the wardrobe oh yeah you know with with uh with narnia yeah it's very narnia 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 would have been better with a big warhammer like that not that it was bad but it would have been better they would have kicked ass a lot sooner uh the only other thing really on here except for the warning is a brewed and canned by Clown Shoes Beer, Boston, Massachusetts, and Windsor, Vermont. Our mission to produce beer without pretension while being free and a little crazy. Mm. Oh. They are that. That's they they are unimpeded by um really any kind of ego, I think. You know, they've they've kind of just let their weird flag fly, and that's admirable. Well, I think without further ado, then, should we get into this? Shall we open? Yeah. Yeah, let's open it. All right. Oh, and we, we should mention that these cans are the good. These are, are these 16 or are these yeah. are the 14s? These, I believe these are pints, right? 16? Yeah, they, I think they're probably the pints. One pint, 11% yep. alcohol by volume. I missed that on the label. It's on there. Ooh, 11%. Yeah. We're gum- That'll be good. This is a big episode, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Give give me the count. Three, two, one. Oh, it had that it had that soft kind of crack to it, like stouts always do. Yeah, right. so the crack would lead you to believe it's not super heavily carbonated. 
All right, pour it right in. Oh yeah. Man, it looks like cherry cola coming out. It does. You know, that's the thing. I, I was expecting it to be more stouty than that wee heavy kind of raisiny color. Yeah, but it it really splits the difference, and it seems cleaner than I would expect. Right. I, I got nothing through the light. I get no color coming through. Uh, no light coming through. Yeah. Just this beautiful darkness. The very bottom of the tulip glass, you get a little bit of that. There's like a hint of red. I'm using a British pint, so I'm just seeing, see just a little bit of that as I kind of look down through the, through the bot, you know, through the side, down through the bottom, a little bit of it. The head on it is really nice. It's not as thick as you'd get out of a stout. It's uh, pretty color. It is. And like I said, it's it's cleaner than a lot of impy stouts get to be where they're just so like they absorb light like a black hole. <laughs> it's it's just a shade lighter than that if you can sort of <laughs> describe that at all. So I'm giving it a little bit of a swirl just cuz that gets my brain in the whole tasting mode doesn't do too much. Yeah, and what are, it is I don't know what you ended up with for head on yours. I see you've got a little bit lingering there at the top of your glass. Mine was very faint. I didn't I didn't do much on my pour. It was a pretty soft pour. And mm-hmm. uh so as you run it around the glass, there's that very kind of viscous, oily uh kind of dissipation hanging on the not dissipation, but there's a residue hanging on the side of the glass that uh there's a little bit of lacin hanging there too, but not much. I don't know how are how are you yeah. doing? Yep, that's about the, you're describing what I'm seeing as well. And you know that's the the uh, the oiliness of it isn't. It's not like a wine where it's going to have like a major effect on the flavor really. But it's kind of interesting to to check out how that head is behaving. Might give you give you some kind of indication of mouthfeel. It's kind of like the bubbles so. in here are trapped. It's just like. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the top, boss. I don't know if I'm going to make it. You poor little bubbles. (laughs) We can can do a bad Scottish accent. There's a little wee heavy in here, right? Uh, Oh, yeah. We're not going to do that. Shall we uh, stick a nose in it here? Do it to it. All right. Whoa. Okay, that wee heavy is the first thing I'm getting. That that brandy kind of smell. Yeah, I got the brandy and rum hot. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so you can smell a little bit of that peatiness of the wee heavy coming through too. I'm definitely, I'm definitely getting Man. the stout out of it as well. There's, there's yeah. you know, that, 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 that rich multi backbone is, is, or that multi note is, is in there. I'm getting really dark fruit with this too. You know, if I wasn't looking at this, if I didn't know what was in this glass, I'd have a hard time just by smell telling whether I had a wee heavy or a stout. I'd be really confused. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you didn't look at it, I, it's like a boozy cherry cola. I mean, it's it's smelling a little bit like it poured. Mm-hmm. But man, that wow, wow that, the brandy and the rum is really hot on top. Huh. This is going to be interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it will. <laughs> and and it's it's the the bubbles in the glass or smiling at me going, you need to try me now. Is that where we're at? All right. I guess if the glass is talking to you, we better get, the, get yeah, going. Yeah, glass is t- 
All right, let's give her a taste. Ooh. Oh. Oh, yeah. Dude. I don't want to say there's too much going on, but <laughs> it's on that edge. You can definitely taste the barreling of the uh, the the rum. The, I'm so confused. The, I know. The Imperial Stout is like a buried back note, which you know how big a beer those mm. are. You would have thought that would have mm -hmm. really kind of trumped the wee heaviness of it. But it's really like layers of barrel with whiskey being at the bottom of that list. And then you get a little bit of that uh, smoky peatness of the wee heavy. And then underneath all that is the Imperial, at least on first taste for me. The the first thing that the first thing that hit me was that dried cherry uh cherryness of a of a wee heavy. That's the that's yeah. the most prominent thing for me. And then that that rum is in there and yeah, that barrel aging is just really really present. And I think that if they hadn't added the Imperial Stout, this would be too much. It's like it's it's strange because the Imperial Stout has actually mellowed this yes. to a point where you're not going get the back Satan. I mean, it's that's exactly it's, what I was gonna say too. I was like, man, if this did, if this wasn't blended with the Imperial, like this thing was gonna be coming in screaming hot. And I mean, it's hot the way it is, but the Imperial oh, yeah. lends at least some hand of balance to it. Holy crap! The, you know. That's the thing. You're, you're think I'm thinking hammer of the lion. Oh, it's like oh, that's a little presumptuous. Yeah, you're you're coming in really strong there, king of the jungle. Right. And uh, no, this is <laughs> oh, this is this is quite a wallop, as it were. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I went in for a second pull out of this too, and there is that dark fruit in the middle of this thing. And that's another huge component of this. I did a video, uh, sent you a letter on the Einstock Wee Heavy. Yeah. And that had a beautiful richness that is here as well. This one, because I think of the the barrel aging, brings up more of a fruity note for me. And by fruit, it's, it's dried, dark fruit. Mm -hmm. It's not like bright, hazy. Yeah, exactly. Silliness. It's... I like the smoothness of it. The mouthfeel on it isn't. I was, you know, with a lot of the Imperial Stouts, there'll be that that really slick kind of feel to yep. it, especially if it's especially if they barrel age them. I'm not getting that out of this. I'm just getting I'm getting much more cleaner mouthfeel out of it. Yep. There's there's an element to it, right? But it's mm -hmm. uh, what's what's the word? I don't want to call it thin. Because it's like a slippery thin, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it still coats your mouth in that kind of fashion, but it's not nearly as velvety, right? It's it's more, not to use right, this term right. in a derogatory sense, but more watery that way, instead of more, Imperial Stouts can be very coating, whereas this one is really like, like a, jeez, uh, almost like a mineral oil type where it's a light, you know, with a light, very light coating, but still that slipperiness. 
Yeah, it's more like Hold a on. you know, like a five twenty than like a straight forty. <laughs> I think more of the three and one than the, than the WD. <laughs> See, we know how to talk yeah. to people, John. Yeah, if this if this wasn't good, if this wasn't good, it'd go in the sewing machine. Yeah, you could probably use it to you know like lubricate the bearing on your turntable or. <laughs> it it is you know the the thing that we shouldn't give it. It does not have there there is such a thing as having an oily. Uh, mouthfeel to this and this isn't this isn't there it's just it's light but present yeah so i don't want to give the impression that this is this is in any way unpleasant for a mouthfeel right. i think it's really very it's well really, what, really bright yeah super well described as present but light and not it mm-hmm. doesn't get in the way of the beer it actually enhances the other components of it I don't even know how to describe it. It's really interesting. It's something you like really good mineral water. You know what I mean? How it gets kind mm-hmm. of slippery. Mm-hmm. Like as it's starting to warm in the glass, like things are starting to come together a little more. It was a little bit separated on first taste, right? Mm-hmm. But now as you get a few more sips into it, like the stoutiness is starting to become a little more present and that, that candied or uh, dark fruit is starting to slip into the background a little more, as is the barrel booziness, that straight barrel booziness of the rum and the and the uh, and the brandy is starting to kind of fade back in there. It's really starting to come together. Yeah. Should we? Should do you want to let this one? Since this is such a big beer, do you want to let this one sit for like five ten minutes, and we'll come back and give a few more yeah. impressions as it. Uh, becomes itself <laughs> yeah I, as it's as it's warming up uh, I it is it's already changing and it hasn't been that long so yeah I'd, let's let th- let's let this one sit for a little bit and we'll uh, come back and uh, see how it's matured Well, should we come back to this one? Yeah. Shall we? All right. I never really left it all the way alone. <laughs> I, you know, that's the thing. We, we take these breaks sometimes and we're s- still sipping on them. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not. Wait, what John meant to say is we're back and, uh, we're back. <laughs> and now that we haven't touched this beer for 15 minutes, wink, wink, <laughs> we're going to try it again. Uh, to see how the retro right, nasal olfaction. Retro nasal olfactions. <laughs> you got you got the thing. You don't have. To I know. It. I'll cut mine. I'll put that right over the top of it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was on key as as your singing usually is. All right, I'm sticking the nose back in it. You called me same on notes, key. not as strong. Yeah, everything's coming together now. This is actually yeah. starting to remind me, and I hate to say it again, but of a Sammy Claus, just a gigantic <laughs> beer with a little bit of fruit and the boozy notes, and but like it's not nearly as sharp on the nose anymore. You know, that's a really good 
description of it. You know, and that was the thing that when we did the Santa Claus and and uh, for those of you listening, you can go back and actually get that on a previous podcast. It was our Christmas podcast, I think. Shameless plug and uh, shameless plug. And the problem with that is that it's hard for somebody to get some of those notes because it's such a it's a beer that you have to buy and then age for years. And this does start to hit on all those. You're right. Yeah, that's that's a really bad example. Unless you want to drink a Sammy Claus like four years from now, like, and I hate to bring it up that way because not that many people have had the experience with that one. But it's some of these big beers. That's what you get, right? There's that booziness on the mm-hmm. nose, and then there's this like kind of dark dried fruit note in the middle. And then it kind of cleans up however it cleans up, or some of them don't. They just linger, and they're very viscous. But the thing is, is as those age and as they come together in the glass, especially, like when you pour them out and you let them wait, like this particular beer, now it's all coming together, right? So as you let it sit in the glass, Mm -hmm. it's like, ooh, I can see how all of these things are working in concert now instead of picking out every single little thing in the beer. So that was a really long-winded way yeah. of saying, if your beer tastes funky when you first pour it in a glass, give it a few minutes. It's, it needs yeah. time to acclimate. It'll, there's, there's two things that happen when you're sitting in a glass. And when, well, there's when a couple of things that glass. happen to me when I'm sitting in a glass. <laughs> in, Number one, it's I'm very uncomfortable. My back hurts. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, why is it warm in here and why am I in this handbasket? Yeah, and who put the, me here? Uh, God's sake, this glass is huge. Somebody should put beer in this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I in here? Maybe I'm drinking uh, my way out. It's like strange <laughs> brew. Did my husband suffer? No, Mrs. Ferguson. He came up three times to take a pee. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Love that joke. Um, so the the thing that happens when beer sitting in a glass, there's actually a couple things. Not only does it warm up, and so that lets some of the flavors mellow and allows uh, the beer to get to a point where you can taste it uh, a little better because cold beer will shock taste buds. And when that, when that happens, you get a different flavor profile. Um, but when you let something sit, not only does that happen and things kind of meld together compared to if you drank it right away, but you also let some of the carbon dioxide come off of it. And the carbon dioxide um, doesn't really have a flavor, but it can get in the way of some of the the scent that you're um, you're getting from the beer. And so, as as you let something sit, you're actually helping it develop a little bit more of the flavor that it's it's supposed to have. Granted, some beer is supposed to be drank really ice cold, but not this kind of stuff. No, not something this complex. No, generally the more either gravity heavy or ABV that goes with that or just, you know, like this one is obviously the mouthful on the label. Imperial style blended with <laughs> heavy <laughs> aged in rum bourbon and brandy barrels. You know, there's a lot to kind of come together there. Uh-huh. The interesting thing is, yeah. is that for the most part, it really does. It, you know, that's the only thing that I'm not getting from this, and I get where they're where they uh, um, in the description on the website. One of the things that they mention is chocolate, and maybe in the aftertaste, maybe in that retro nasal olfaction, I'm kind of getting the scent of a very bitter chocolate. But boy, it isn't. I don't think it's on the taste. 
which isn't bad because I think I think the stout is getting in the way. The imperial stout that's on the website. Pronounced notes of malt sweetness and dark chocolate combined with complex a complex profile of barrel flavors for a rich and full flavored experience. Yeah, I wouldn't have put. I agree with everything except not necessarily the chocolate. Yeah, I wouldn't have put that in the top five at all. I to me, it's really that it's really that dark cherry thing. Yes. The dark fruit thing is definitely prevalent in the middle of this beer, as is the uh, multiple barrels. So the one thing I wanted to point out is as we go through this now, like at the beginning, there was this very heavy, to me, a very heavy rum, followed by brandy barrel. Starting to get a little bit of the oakiness of the uh, the whiskey barrel now, too. But it's pretty faint. And chocolate, like I would never have put in there, which is why it's interesting they put that on the website, because I'm not getting that like at all well and you know and everybody's gonna everybody tastes things differently so i can see where i can see where if you're getting the dark fruit and you're getting um some maltiness and you're getting that oak that all those together come off as as a roast as a well roasted um barley and when you do a really dark roast on a barley you start to get chocolate notes but i think the rum ran uh, the the rum ran roughshod over the whole thing (laughs) Boy, say that after your half a class into clown shoes. Arr. <laughs> Followed by S and T. It's the uh, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> that reminds me of a joke that I cannot tell uh, on air. Good. Mm. I was going to ask you, do you want to tell the front half of the Mrs. Ferguson joke? <laughs> we just gotta <laughs> leave that one hanging out there. You know, we heavy, I always think that's a weird term for a Scottish ale. And, and I've done some reading on we heavies and I'm not going to get into it uh, to figure out where that, why they call them we heavies. And there's a whole big long thing that I'm not going to get into, but usually I don't get, heaviness out of we heavies this however is carrying weight you know there's no drinking two of these in an evening for me ah this is definitely a one and done not to say that the one Mm. isn't a bad experience it's just Mm -mm. i would not back up one of these with another one of these (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wouldn't either it's like take my keys Uh. and grab me a pillow (laughs) because <laughs> I'm going to crack this open. Yep. And I'm yep. going nowhere. Nope. Staying home, which is a good idea uh, given most of the beers that we drank yet. Yeah, one and staying home is probably not a bad idea. Yep. Unless you have, unless you have a driver. Yes. Jeeves, take me to the next establishment. <laughs> we need a Jeeves. We do. Is that in the show budget? If you would like to be our Jeeves. <laughs> if you would like to be our Jeeves. Send an email to... So, yes, if you would like to be our Jeeves, you could email us at driftlessdrinks at gmail.com, title, driver. <laughs> and uh, in the body of the email list, you know, what kind of vehicle you have, what your driving credentials you have. And then, yes, how many or, seats? Is there a mini fridge in the back? What time can you be there? Really? Let's be honest. Yeah, what time can you be there? Yeah, I don't care. That's if you, all we need to know. Yeah. Nah. 
You show up licensed and sober, you're 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 hired. So Mark, Hammer of the Lion, yep, by Clown Shoes. What do you think? I am 100% happy that I've tried this thing. There's a lot of stuff going on in here. This is not by any means a daily drinker. Overall, I like it. I would easily grab one of these again next year when it's around. Um, but again, I have to put the limit on. This is not a daily drinker. <laughs> you have to sit down with this thing and have some serious time and put a little bit of thought and effort into what's going on here, which is not a bad thing because you and I both know, and I think we taste beers very similarly this way. There are some beers mm -hmm. that are meant for throwing beanbags in the backyard, and there are some beers that are meant for, I got an hour on a rainy night. <laughs> like, <laughs> keep me entertained. This is that beer. Yeah, it is. it is a lot going on. It is heavy in a way that is not um, uncomfortable, and I know some people don't don't care for uh, beers that weigh them down. You know, like people say like Guinness. I drink one of those and I feel really full. Um, it's going to take you so long to drink one of these, <laughs> you're not going to get full. Um, it is not something to have with dinner. It's not something to to uh, um, really kind of pair up. You want to do this between like maybe after dessert. And I, th there is enough going on that it will keep your attention. And if you're really diving deep into what the experience is as you're drinking this, you're going to come up with all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. You're going to you're going to find those barrels. You're going to find that fruit. You're going to find that both the wee heavy and the stout are there. They're just they they have blended very very well together. So if you're in favor of uh, if you're a fan of either of those. That's going to work out. You're going to really like this. And if you like these aged beers, I think this is a really good example of aging in multiple barrels actually working. I don't think it always does. I think it does here. So I like this. I will absolutely get this. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to come out next June as well. And I'm I'm going to have one of these then too. Yep. It'd also be interesting to see how this would age. Yeah. And this is one of those things I'd be like. curious on that. Exactly. I would buy this thing in June and save it for a blizzard in January. Mm -hmm. This beer is the soundtrack for a wintry evening. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks for, for thanks for uh, sharing this with me, Mark. This was this is good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for drinking it with me, and thank you to Clown Shoes for brewing some really really interesting stuff. This is just the tip of the iceberg with a lot of their uh, different varieties of beers how they blend and age them in different uh, vessels after the fact. So if you see yourself a hammer of the lion and you want to chew through a beer for an hour, <laughs> recommended. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Driftless Drink Studio Recording, courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts, and like us on Facebook and Instagram, where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. Visit us at driftlessdrinks.com where you can comment on each episode, and drink along with us on the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel.
Well, that's it for this episode of Driffle's Drinks. My name is John. My name is Mark. And be sure to keep a cold one handy for us. Yes. We'll have a nice long conversation about sours if we if we do that on mic at some point. We'll see, that might be a really short conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Go away. We're done. Ew. Mouthfeel tastes like socks. <laughs> I think I licked a cat. What's going on here? Sorry, clown shoes has screwed you out of apple pie. <laughs> it, it did. <laughs> Goddamn clown shoes. <laughs> Fucking clown, clown shoes. shoes. All right. They're fucking clown shoes.